Welcome to The Way Shamanism. I'm Jessica, a shaman and the founder of The Way Shamanic Academy, where I initiate people all over the world on the path of shamanism through shamanic journeys and transformational programs. On this podcast, I share what I encounter in my daily work as a shaman and everything related to shamanic healing, spiritual warfare, and creating heaven on earth. This podcast is based on my own experiences and opinions and not a substitute for medical advice. Greetings, girl. Come journey. to my world of phrasing right now. To that is the daisy age you're about to walk top stage. So wipe the lottoes on the mat. Hey, beautiful listener, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today is a very important episode because I'm going to be explaining soul fragmentation to you more in depth. And it's really the most important part of my work as a shaman. The most important thing when I journey for you is soul retrieval. And I'm going to explain to you more in depth how this exactly works. And everyone should know this. And I'm sure that you have felt this happen at some point in your life. And most people out there are still just living their day-to-day life in a heavily fragmented state, and you don't have to. So what happens in life is we have situations happen to us that leave a lasting imprint, aka trauma. The most used word ever lately, it feels like, definitely by me. But um, yeah, there's no other term to really clearly identify a really soul-shattering event. So These situations don't have to be the same level of soul shattering for everyone. So trauma can happen, fragmentation can happen from trauma, from when you experience abuse, it can be physical, it can be emotional, it can be a car accident to getting scolded or getting a certain look from someone and it made you feel ashamed or getting lost in the supermarket. Really, there are many, many levels to soul fragmentation. And if you were a mirror or this beautiful piece of glass, you can have fractures and dents and cracks to full on broken off pieces and fragmentation that completely completely splits you. So there are levels to it and we have them all happen to us in life because the dynamic behind this is that before you come into this life, you have a certain karma, you have certain lessons from past lives that you need to experience in this life again to heal something, to overcome something or to get insights, to gain certain experience. So when soul fragmentation happens, It allows you to then bind you to that that topic, that energetic charge, that theme, that trauma, until you heal it and integrate it. So it makes it an inevitable issue for you, which is actually a gift. And soul fragmentation in itself is a gift because the way that it works is when fragmentation happens, a part of your soul splits. So the traumatic event or the shame is so heavy that you just cannot go on in that moment as a whole person. But you probably also don't have the opportunity to process what happened fully. And a part of your soul splits. It starts to splinter off, separate itself from you. And this is a very painful and lasting effect if you don't heal it and integrate it later on. But it is also protection because what it does is a part of you volunteers to stay with that trauma and hold it for you until you are ready to integrate it. And 
that soul part is then with that situation, with the people involved, if there is entities involved that do it to you on purpose to attach to you, your soul part will be with that entity. And this fragmentation will usually also be reflected somewhere in your physical body. So you have your energy field, you have your emotional, mental, physical, spiritual body. And fragmentation or trauma leaves an imprint on all of those aspects of you. They're all basically layers and reflections of your soul. So in all of these different places, you can find traces of your fragmentation. So when a part of your soul splinters off, what it does is it allows the rest of you, the majority of your soul, to move on and to live. So you won't be fully whole. You will not feel fully whole after that event. And that's because you have lost that soul part. You haven't lost it indefinitely, but it's lost for now. It's with that event. It's with that trauma. But you can at least go on. And you can stay on the path of life and that path will now have to include you retrieving that soul part. And you can do this yourself. You can have people like me do it for you, but you need to be whole. And people will not fully usually be aware of soul fragmentation, which is why I talk about it all the time because it's so important to know and to understand. But when you fragment you will feel it happen. You will feel this out-of-body experience. Sometimes you will feel when trauma occurs, this severe temperature change, or it's almost like you're seeing red, or in very severe soul fragmentation, like abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. You will have a full-on out-of-body experience where it's like you're floating over yourself, your physical body in the 3D, watching it happen. That is a soul part that just splintered off. And this soul part remains with whoever abused you. This is how people, you know, how they talk about energy vampires, right? That can happen on kind of a micro psychological level, which is also fragmentation. But it can also happen where your perpetrator of abuse actually now owns that soul part. And that's what they do it for because they get your life force that way. So when I see this in people's energy field, that person, that infringement, that attachment will be very close to your access to source. And trauma, this fracture, it creates an opening for entities to attach to you as well. So it makes you very vulnerable. And how do you know that you have soul fragmentation? First of all, you just know because you don't feel whole. You feel like the things that you do don't stick. You constantly attract the same type of trauma, the same type of toxic people and situations into your life over and over again. Or you keep performing destructive behavior yourself. This is a very clear sign. So you see this with, with addicts a lot. Addicts will lose a soul part in whatever stage of life. This can happen in a past life. It can happen in the womb. It can happen at a young age. What it is, I will see in a journey. But they will be looking to retrieve that lost soul part. So they are kind of recreating the same charge of energy in situations in their life to kind of mimic that trauma because they're looking to integrate that soul part. They're looking for that soul part because they want it back and they want to be whole. So on a subconscious level, people will 
recreate their own toxic circumstances over and over again. And that is what feels so confusing when you are an addict or maybe you binge and you know that you don't want that behavior, but you can't stop doing it. And you don't know why. You don't understand yourself. So you feel like there must be something wrong with me. There must be a part missing. Maybe you feel this darkness in a certain area of your body and you will feel some type of attachment there. Maybe you will have had a situation where you had an out-of-body experience while abuse was happening or a traumatic event was happening. That's how you know that you suffer from soul fragmentation. And I would say that every single person has soul fragmentation, some level of it, even if it's just shame or guilt. Well, people will keep looking for their soul parts until they are retrieved. So until you do some type of very profound, thorough healing, like a shamanic journey, you will never be able to feel fully whole. And because in certain events, especially with people who have, like me, experienced a little bit maybe more trauma than average, you can even shatter into many, many thousands, even different pieces. And soul retrieval will kind of be an ongoing process. So if you were a house, you have a major soul fragmentation that would shatter the foundation of the house. So when I go into a journey, we will always be taken by we, I mean the guides take us to the most severe fragmentation and for that to be integrated, to retrieve that soul part, to make you whole on the most fundamental level. And then we start to work on all the other cracks. And that can be an ongoing process. I still do soul retrieval for me sometimes because you, have an integration process after each soul retrieval, which can feel like ecstatic wholeness and freedom and sovereignty. It also feels like you get some memories back because that soul part comes home. She or he brings his own, her own experience and emotions and memories back. And that can sometimes, you know, help you remember things that maybe were not so pleasant, but it also helps you remember things that were pleasant and you have a more whole picture and a more holistic sense of embodiment after soul retrieval. So then we start to work on all the little soul retrievals after that ongoing and then we work on all the little cracks and we remove the blocks and when you have integrated a soul retrieval then you are ready for the next. That's how it works. So your subconscious will let you know when you're ready to integrate the next thing. So this is also why people who have very severe fragmentation will only start to remember certain types of abuse after their 30s because that's just how the subconscious works. You have to have a certain level of ripeness and awareness and integration for your subconscious to feel safe enough to start to release those memories back and to give you that sign that you are ready for the next level of healing and there's always a next level of healing for us always but it gets easier the more whole you are and the more whole you actually feel and embodied and sovereign and this is also what makes illnesses disappear overnight because you were whole the issue was that that soul part was missing and the illness or whatever block in your abundance or your love life was just a symptom of you not being whole in that area of your soul of your energy field a few other signs that you have soul fragmentation that you're missing a soul part 
is when you have alters. So this is a very clear-cut sign when people go out of different personalities because what this soul shattering does, this fragmentation, is it creates these alternate personalities that exist simultaneously. And some of them hold the trauma. The other ones are the, let's say, outwardly perfect one that's able to function. Another might be like a child self. Another might be the very traumatized soul part that only can get validation from, let's say, sexual attention or being really good in your career. And the tricky thing is that these soul parts, due to their fragmentation, they don't know about the other ones. So depending on the situations and the trigger in your environment, a person is going to go in and out of these different soul parts and they have different ages. They have totally different personalities. So when people get diagnoses like schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder, even bipolar, in my personal, humble, professional opinion, 100% of the time, this is due to soul fragmentation and it can actually be healed. So when people get these diagnoses, what is so sad is that it doesn't do anything to actually heal the fragmentation in the first place. So what these diagnoses do, do is they help you get, you know, certain like cognitive behavioral therapy, which can help you on a surface level. But just because you know how to think and how to talk about your issues doesn't heal them. It doesn't work. What you also see with issues like uh, eating disorders, which also come from soul fragmentation and trauma, that even after years of therapy, less than 10% of people are able to actually integrate and, and heal those types of illnesses. And still, I don't think that that is a definite 10% for the rest of your life. So, and by that, I mean that I don't think that those people are fully healed if you don't do the actual soul retrieval. And often people get prescribed medication, which are very severe medication like tranquilizers and... Um, other brain chemistry altering medications, which just kind of wipe out any remnants of your true personality, your true character, and they don't heal anything and they cause further imbalance, further fragmentation. So this is not to say to anyone listening, if you're on medication, don't go off medication because of what I say, you need to, of course, really assess that with your physician, but you can do both and then try and see if maybe in the future you can live and maintain yourself, your life, your wholeness with a different approach that's more holistic. But don't go off medication. <laughs> that's all that I want to say here. That can be a lot more dangerous. So the standardized approaches to quote-unquote healing issues, diseases, diagnoses, which are actually from soul fragmentation, they don't heal anything. They just help you to manage symptoms, but that doesn't heal anything at its core. And those approaches, those chemicals in themselves are often very damaging. Now, what you will also see with victims, especially of purposeful, intentional fragmentation, so mind control victims, for example, this is why I will sometimes bring that up as an example because you see so clearly what happens to the soul, not just the brain. When people are fragmented on purpose through programs like 
MKUltra, for example, in the Nazi camps, they discovered how to do this, that this was actually a technology. So you could split up people's personality in their brain. And what was really effective and useful was that you have a, basically a soul part or a personality that doesn't know about the other 30 or the other thousand ones, which means that you can have people do certain things simultaneously, which they can use for warfare in many different types of way, which of course is extremely sad, but it is a technology that they wanted to apply. So there are actually a lot of people who have had this done to them on purpose. And what is very interesting, what you see in those people is that also memories start to resurface at a later age, usually only when their perpetrators die, which I have a theory about that maybe when they die, their higher self goes back to source and that sets the soul part free that they own from that victim that they took that life force from. And so the victim starts to remember again and they feel safe enough to start to heal. That's my my personal theory based on what I've seen in journeys. But these people will also, when they think about or write about their memories, they will write in we form unconsciously because they are actually multiples still until they're fully healed. And what's also really sad with not just victims of this type of very intensely severe abuse and fragmentation, but people in general is that when things are unexplained, when things, issues involve demonic attachments, because you can feel it in your body, you can feel it in your sleep that you're attacked you feel that you go in and out of different personalities. You cannot make sense of your memories. You feel this out-of-body aspect. All of the effects of soul fragmentation, you just cannot get your life together. Also, it's very hard for people who suffer from soul fragmentation to have normal jobs and normal relationships. And that's extremely sad and extremely hard. And they don't get the right support. And... The places that they go to for support, like therapists, psychologists, even their churches, can be incredibly dismissing. And I find that so important that that changes. And what's very fascinating is that people with the most severe soul fragmentation report that the only thing that works for them to heal is soul retrieval, nothing else. And I want to give you an example of a client of mine. She came to me. She had never journeyed before. She didn't know anything about shamanism. She just wanted to experience it because she wanted to change her job. She wanted a different job. She wanted help with that transition. So I went to journey for her. But all of this past sexual abuse came up, which is, of course, a very tricky thing to then bring up in a conversation. What came through? But she confirmed many, many different instances of sexual abuse in her life from people at her school, at different ages, in her neighborhood, in her family. It was a very intense karmic pattern of sexual abuse. And when I did the soul fragmentation for her in the journey, after that, she was set free completely. She checked in with me. She told me that all of her traumas around sexual abuse that she had daily, constantly, her whole life, were just completely gone. It set her free. The coolest thing also was that in a month, she had changed her job. She got a car. She bought a house. Like, her whole life just fell into place. And the point is that very complex trauma 
does not have to mean complex healing. The healing can be very quick and it can be very simple and straightforward when we bring Source in and when we bring all the soul fragments home. That is the most important part of this work. And it always starts out in a journey with the heaviest soul retrieval, so it can be quite intense and dark and all of those things. But when I go through the process and the different stages of a journey, it becomes lighter. You see the person become whole. You then see the things that they would do when they were whole. People will start dancing again. You will see different gifts come up, gifts in their life like talents, but also psychic gifts. When you are whole, when you are this whole flower on the tree of life and your energy field is completely restored in its source connection, you can do anything, you can be anything, you can create anything. And it's the most beautiful, holistic, nurturing work. And I love seeing the guides do it in journeys because they are so quick and so efficient and they know exactly where to find your soul part, how to get it back, how to set it free. What I also find very interesting is to see how the people and places that hold the soul parts can be very cooperative. So their higher self is very happy to cooperate in a soul retrieval. And sometimes they won't be cooperative at all. They won't want to give the soul part back because they get energy from it. Or they will give a fake soul part. Or the guides will force the soul retrieval and get the soul part back. And then they will start to come back in the journey, these demonic entities, and try and trick the person back into a contract with them to get that soul part back and to get that life force back. So doing this work is just extremely interesting in terms of the consciousness dynamics of spiritual warfare and how that works from a collective down to the individual soul fragment level. So I hope that you understand everything that there is to know about soul retrieval and healing soul fragmentation and that it can be very easy and very straightforward if you go to the right places with the right approach. I'll see you in the next episode.